This is Nevin Mergen from Panic, the makers of Playdate, and you are listening to the Real Dudes Podcast. Welcome to Real Dudes Podcast. It's been way long since we have recorded and we are all very old to me i've got to left cody uh, uh, yeah i'm not old but howdy <laughs> i had a nice break <laughs> cody we've got you here with us and we've got carrington hey it's carrington <laughs> you're like you sound like the like an old fonz <laughs> hey. <laughs> i should say hey 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 yes so cody you hit the you hit it the uh, nail on the head we have taken somewhat of a break but it also hasn't really been a break um i guess more so for you uh, cody but during the month of july um we had been trying to put out some content every day content content all content so yeah. if you, you see our feed, our podcast feed, you'll see a bunch of like July extravaganza stuff. And uh, Cody, they're not Cody, uh, Carrington, I'm sure your back is heavy for or uh, weighed down for carrying us all. Uh, you, I think you recorded the most throughout the you entire guys month. owe me. <laughs> My doctor bill is crazy. <laughs> well, why don't we chat about that for a minute? How how do you, sure. do you feel? Um, and we almost recorded every day. There was a couple days that we were kind of hit and miss. But how do you feel uh, after doing a month of recording content almost every day? Like, what was your experience with that? So I do kind of regret not being able to record while in Chicago because I. My friends were in on it. They said, yeah, Chicago. (laughs) Unfortunately, we just didn't have time. But other than that, like, I feel like my skills in just talking in general, like within a microphone, especially by myself, I've improved a little bit because that was different for me. Just not having anybody. Even with our mini episodes, it's usually just you and me and we just kind of go off of each other. Yeah. But having just be by myself, that was the most like daunting task at first for me. But I learned and I improved and I'm here better than ever. I think it teaches you how to ramble. Like, yes. <laughs> just kind of keep going and not stop talking. Because if you stop talking, you get the awkward silence because there is nobody else there to kind of fill in the gaps. So, yeah, I, I, we did nothing but solo episodes through July. I don't know if we did a, a, a yeah, interviews. One, what, one interview. Yeah, we one had interview. Patrick. Yeah. But I don't think we had anything else of it. And we had one full episode on July 1st. So is there an episode that you did? Because like I said, there's so much stuff that was put out through July that people may have missed. Is there one episode that you would want listeners to go back and listen to? Let me look really quick at what we released during that time. And I can tell you right off the bat because it'll be... There was one, the most recent one, I guess, the, or how's this? The last three I released are my favorites. All right. So not just one, but three. <laughs> yeah. So the one of them uh, is titled Good Vibes All Around. It was just uh, just good things that ha- were hap- are happening to us on the show that it's will be happening. 
that will be happening into the next, uh, just over the next month, some interviews that will be happening and just us going back to normal and stuff. Um, and yeah, I just feel like the world is kind of negative right now, just trying to put some good vibes out there. Uh, I think negative is an understatement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, <laughs> um, I, also, I also talked about how YouTube has changed since I've watched it, because uh, I've been watching YouTube since I was since it released. Um, I think that was a really good sh- subject to talk about, and uh, it was a subject that I don't think a lot of people hit on necessarily. So I talked about how the content on YouTube is different now than when it used to be. Like people aren't creating skits or like videos anymore. It seems to be more like well, it's a lot of vlogs, a lot of vlogs, and mm-hmm. a lot of like commentary channels now. And I'm like, that's different to me. And then I yeah. said, and I also brought up the in this day and age of social media, is our niche hobby still niche? And that was the other subject I talked about. I do remember that one. Uh, I think the the most. Uh, the most entertaining one for me that you released was the mm-hmm. one with your dad. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. So, that we had just gotten back from Chicago, uh, me and my friends. And then I said, Dad, I forgot to do this. Do you want to be on an episode? He was like, yeah. So I brought mm-hmm. over all my like mobile recording equipment. And Donovan just happened to be there. So it was the three of us just chilling and just talking. Yeah, that was uh, that was pretty genius. Pretty nice. Thank you. And it's nice having having uh, your dad on, especially since he has mentioned so much. Uh, yeah, how, like yeah. your upbringing and how you got into everything. Yeah. And your dad's a big part of that, I think. Yeah. So, oh yeah, for sure. And cool I, I, do want, on. I do want to bring him on for like home. a. I mean, I don't know about a full episode or anything like that. I have no idea, but I do want to bring him on again because he wants to come on again. He had a lot of fun. <laughs> Yeah, that would be awesome. We should definitely do that. What about you? What was your favorite? Uh, I can't even think. Probably the first one I did. I don't even remember what it was, but just the idea of me talking by myself was so strange and so exciting at the same time. Like, I don't remember what it was that I even talked about. But like you mentioned before, you know, doing a podcast with a group of people, you kind of feed off each other and you uh, uh, can kind of have other people fill in the gaps uh, whenever you, you have a brain fart or you, there's a silent moment. Mm-hmm. Um, a silent like fart. A mm-hmm. silent fart. Uh, <laughs> Those are the deadly ones. <laughs> I, wow. I think the last one I did might actually might've been, my favorite, which is the gaming dilemma situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, that one and and how we started podcasting, just kind of going back and, and reliving just memories and thoughts of how RDP started and the transition that we've had throughout the years. Really enjoyed doing that. But the last one that I did as far as the gaming dilemma, like have you guys ever looked at your gaming library just you were indecisive of what to play you started some triple a games you've started mm-hmm. some other games that you're playing for the podcast but yet you're just kind of sitting there brain dead not able to decide what you want to play nothing is scratching that itch yeah and then okay. people like carrington who have over 
hundreds of games in their Steam library mm-hmm. and then still have that dilemma. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Both indie and AAA in my Steam library. Yeah, humble bundle. So, so do yeah. you think that it, bad? Do you think it's uh, due to an overabundance of games in your library? Like, if you had less games, do you think you would have that problem? Um, that's a very good question. I think if I had less games, I don't know. Um, because I I know growing up as a kid, I got a couple games a year and I have to be and selective, very selective because back then there were, there was internet, but not like it is today. There was no YouTube or anything like that. So if you wanted to know about a game, you'd have to read about it in a magazine or you have to play it at a friend's house or, you know, you had to hear about it somehow. Um, yeah, it was, it was, it was a lot different back then. See, I think what overwhelms me, um, one is if we have a game to review, that's kind of easy because because I can that's the game I'm going to play, right? But if I start looking through my library, you know, on Xbox, Switch isn't so bad; it's not that big, and my PC library is not big at all. all most of my games are on Xbox, and I sit there and start flipping through everything. I start getting overwhelmed by all the games that I'm seeing, all the games that I haven't started, all the games that I haven't completed, and then all the games that I want to replay, and then that feeling just overwhelms me and then i just put the controller down turn the tv off and then go watch netflix or do some kind of yeah basically yeah like i don't like god i want to play something i don't know what to play yeah i'll watch netflix yeah i got and then there's and then you get to netflix and it's oh there's this show i want to watch there's this show i want to watch and it's like gosh i can't choose Let's see what game I want to play. And it's just an infinite loop. Back and forth. It's yeah. it's we are living in a time where we have way too much entertainment. And then we I end up browsing that. Reddit. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or watching YouTube. Or watching YouTube. Yeah. And then an hour's gone by and you thought, man, I really could have done something super productive. And I just sat on the couch. Yeah. Yeah. But oh boy, am I relaxed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So that that's I don't know I would say that's probably my favorite one that I did because that was something that was kind of getting more into my head mentally mm-hmm. over the last week of our recording and just stuff something that I was kind of dealing with personally which sounds like such a stupid problem but you know when when First you start like yeah seriously for sure yeah, yeah for sure when you've grown up playing games and stuff and then you you think like the realistic thought in my head of like man I could probably just go on and not play games for a little while. Maybe that's that's what I need to do. Yeah. And that's kind of what I've been doing over the last couple of weeks is just not playing anything serious, just hopping on, playing for 15, 30 minutes and hopping off. What have you guys been playing? Um, I grinded out Destiny 2, got my favorite weapon in the game, which is bad juju. Bad juju. <laughs> yes. So how, how, yes. How is the whole reboot of Destiny 2? I, I would call it a reboot because it seems like they're doing a lot of different stuff to it. With, Forsa- with Forsaken, it's been a lot better. Mm-hmm. And now that they've announced the dismissal of Activision and switching to Steam and all that stuff, there's a lot more freedom that they have to do. And for the first time in Destiny's runtime they actually pushed back a launch date because yeah. they didn't have Activision breathing down their neck to release the game when they said it was going to release. 
So they didn't want to do an anthem and release a bad game. They pushed it back and are working on getting the things needed done. Kind of tightening the screws on it and polishing it. Yeah. More sandbox changes. Make sure nothing's broken upon release. It will be because people will find a way to break something. Oh, for sure. But but it'll be fun. And so far, I'm back. And not I'm back part time, not full time like I used to be, but at least I'm back part time. And then uh, cross save is nice. So from my understanding, I can play on Xbox, turn it off and then pull my account up on PS4. Yep. Yeah. Oh, nice. And then turn it off and pull it up on Steam and play it on PC if you Mm -hmm. had it. Turn it off and pull it up on Switch. Yeah. And then if you have the, what, Studia thing that's launching soon. Oh, yeah. Google Stadia. Yeah. Yeah. Then you can pull it up on your TV and play it on Stadia. Oh, really? Yeah. So I wonder how that would work because it's not cross-play. It's cross-save, right? It's cross-save. Yeah. And I told so, my dad, like, I would play Destiny 2 with him once once Cross Save goes live because yeah. he has nobody to play with. Yeah, but so so that doesn't mean that PS4 players can play with Xbox players. No. No. So will there, will there be a... Will Stadia be considered as, like, playing with other PC players? Or will I feel, Stadia I feel be like it's going to be alone? Xbox. I feel I'm, like it's going to go Windows. I don't know, but it would be interesting to think if it's Google Stadia's its own player base or if it's PC or content. I don't know. They haven't said, but I'd be surprised if there were their own little little bubble. I doubt yeah. it, but I'd be surprised if they were. Because it also depends. Because you can plug a keyboard into it. You mm-hmm. can plug a controller. So it's yeah. all about balancing that as well. And it's going to be difficult on their part, I believe, for that. I feel like if it's it's if it's its own platform and its own community, that game's going to struggle because there's not going. I don't feel like there's going to be that strong of a community playing it on that at launch. Oh no, not at all. I I do want to try it because I find it fascinating because I did have on live and on live was the same technology, but with Google's backing and funding and expertise behind it, I am curious to see because so from what I've heard, the lag on google stadia is noticeable but not bad however comma the <clears throat> lag with bethesda stuff i can't remember what they what they're calling their thing their cloud-based gaming it's bad awful <laughs> so that gives me hope to see what google can do and i have a google hub or a server not far from me so i'd be interested to see if if that plays a difference or not yeah, yeah. That would be pretty, pretty cool. Cody, I have a question for you. Yes, sir. Uh, I feel like I've been seeing you playing Horizon 4 lately. Forza? Yeah. Yeah. How is it? I I enjoy it. It's that that is one of the games where I don't know what to play. I don't like I don't want to play a I don't want to play Destiny. I don't want to play Overwatch. No one's on. It's like I'm just going to boot up Forza and play Forza. Yeah. And just drive around, do stupid stuff and customize so, cars the way I want to. Stuff like that. It's fun. So I've been it's, trying to find music to listen to with Bo and uh we've come to the common ground. 
She's not a big fan of rock right now. Some stuff she likes, but more like electronic music. EDM and, stuff. Yeah, but not like it's more yeah. like uh, like Diplo and and Elenium and, and stuff with, yeah. with female vocals. Yeah. And so we were driving around the other day and I put on seven lines and we were listening to it and like it just gave me instant. Forza field. Yes. Yeah, I know. Yes. <laughs> so I uh I'm downloading it right now as we're chatting and I nice. am planning on starting it and hopefully getting into it because I love three so much. Yeah. And I am I don't know if you and I played three together much, but I know we there was a small community that I played with uh for a good couple weeks. Yeah. And I am excited to try this out and see what see how different it is from three and and I don't know. It, it's awesome that it, that game is a part of Xbox uh, Game Pass. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm, it's. Oh, I'm ahead. sorry. I was gonna say it's also cross compatible with PC, so I, and cross save with PC as well. So if you, which I have tested and it works, if I play on my PC and then immediately switch to my Xbox. It picks up right where you leave off, and it works flawlessly. It's such a load on your PC, though. I would think my yeah. PC would literally melt. <laughs> I was like, I get maybe seventy frames on PC. I think which I get awful, but right, like it's insane. I yeah. get fifty or I get. I usually average between fifty or six, fifty to sixty. When I when I update graphics card and everything, I'll probably hit more towards a hundred. So I'll see what happens here in the near future. Uh, so during the whole gaming dilemma situation, one of one of the two well two of the two games that I was playing that I wanted to get into was Monster Hunter and Dauntless. Mm. So they're both, very, they're both very <laughs> similar uh, as far as you know. You go out on hunts, upgrade your gear, and then go back out. There's a lot of grinding. Yeah. And my pool for playing Monster Hunter is that they're releasing new DLC that looks really good. Iceborne that mm-hmm. is um, based in like the w- winter lands and snow and ice and stuff. Okay. Um, but my buddy that plays on Xbox sold his Xbox to build his own PC. And put wow. that on PC. So it's not on PC yet. No, Which it's not. Surprising. But he plays. Wait, he it's plays, not. No, it's not, not on PC. Iceborne. It was supposed Monster. to release last year on PC. Yeah, Monster Hunter is not on PC. Monster Hunter wow. is on PC. Is Iceborne is not. Because oh, okay. he plays on okay. PC now. Yeah. Um, so I asked him about his transition and everything, and, and he loves playing it on PC more. And then it just made me think, well, it looks like I'm playing Dauntless because there's nobody else that plays Monster Hunter. And I have been playing Dauntless, and I've mm-hmm. got to say, I'm really enjoying my time with it. How far are you? Because I got to the. No, far. I didn't get very far. Okay. No, <laughs> not su- not super far, but it it is one of those games like Cody said, like Forza was for him. Like mm-hmm. nobody's on playing anything, so let me play this. And you can hop on, do two one or two hunts, and do some stuff around town, and be done within thirty minutes to an hour. And it's not too bad. You feel like you've accomplished something. Um, I'm sure if I grind it out in a weekend, I mean, I would be doing a lot more intense hunts, but the, the monsters that you're fighting are awesome. It's a lot of fun. They have their own, um, uh, fighting styles, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
and uh, I don't know. It, it's it is Monster Hunter, but easier. Well, okay, so it's so Monster, Monster Hunter, Hunter World is easier than Monster Hunter, and this is easier than Monster Hunter World. Agreed. So it's it's easy. It's good. Good fun. And the- in the um, art form that Epic only knows how to do. Yeah. Yep. Cartoon. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Which Fortnite. It, it, <laughs> it's kind of grown on me for that game. Um, the art style? Yeah. Because it, I don't know, with the armor and everything, it almost reminds me of World of Warcraft. Yeah. yeah there's no, yeah. yeah, I don't mind that art style at all. It's just I hate Fortnite. The two games, two free stuff games like that they released are all the same. Yeah. Which is weird because looking. Epic built and owns the Unreal Engine, which is one of the most powerful gaming engines that the gaming industry can use right now. And both those games do run on Unreal. Mm-hmm. But you look at, uh, let's say, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, it is running the Unreal Engine. So I just find it surprising that Epic hasn't released a game like that has that, that kind of level fantastic. of detail. Yeah. yeah. yeah, That's not just a cartoon. Yeah. Saturday morning cartoon. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the other game I've been playing is Sky. Uh, uh, I don't remember the Sky. whole title. Uh, Children of something. Uh, it's it's by the same company that made um, Journey and Flower for PS4. Sky Children of the Light. And Okay. Uh, Interesting. Journey and Flower were both ps4 exclusives sky hmm. is a ios exclusive right now oh oh so it's mobile and you're not a true gamer you play uh, mobile let me tell you <laughs> let me let me tell you i am really enjoying this game it's uh it's my style kind of game it, it's very artsy fartsy like great music, um, music almost reminds me of like when I played through Rhyme. Oh, yeah. And mm-hmm. the thing about this game is it's multiplayer. So, um, I haven't beat it. I'm not, you know, at end game, but my experience with it has been really nice for a, a mobile game. I played on my lunch break at work, so I get about thirty minutes a day playing it. And uh, they, they recommend you wear headphones which i have been while playing it because the sound effects and the music really add to the experience of the game actually when you boot up the game and it says put on headphones it says uh wearing headphones will add more than than half the experience of this game which it has and your experience with running into other characters is pretty neat because you don't have um at least i haven't seen screen names or anything you have to develop kind of relationships or friendships with these people and you have to spend certain tokens in order to uh, uh, invest in these friendships so if you really like if you've been running around with somebody accomplishing stuff then you give them a certain token which allows you to get certain emotes which allows you to get certain um uh, uh shoot certain um not capabilities. I guess certain certain capabilities. So it allows you to eventually chat with that person. Allows you to eventually leave messages with that person. So you start out with just waving at them, saying hi, grabbing their hand, and pulling them along with you to being able to communicate with them, which is kind of cool. I haven't seen any other multiplayer game do that. And 
I've not seen a mobile game do something like this as well. Interesting. Yeah. Unfortunately, if you don't have a iPhone, then you probably can't play it. Yeah, no, sorry. Not I have no iPhone here. Yeah. But from what I've heard, they are eventually bringing it on over to Android. Okay. So I and and I hope it does happen because uh this game is getting some pretty good love from other media outlets, mainly IGN and Game Informer. And uh I still I still uh I still read both those those outlets yep. on a regular basis. Me too. So I've been playing something, a little game recently, called Starlink. It was mm-hmm. it's made by Ubisoft. It's one of their like you know how Disney Infinity was, you know, those toys to life kind of games? Mm-hmm. That's what this is. Um it was on sale at Best Buy for like 10 bucks recently. I've been waiting for this game to come down in price because this game does not have a good score on any platform except for the Switch. Yeah. And it's mainly because the Switch version has Star Fox integration with it if you buy that, that toy, basically. So I did for ten bucks. You know, I'm like, I'll buy ten bucks. I'll, I'll spend ten bucks for this little little thing that, you know, I, I'm not paying sixty bucks for it for certain. And I'm having a good time with it. Surprisingly, like with the Star Fox integration of it, I don't care about the story, but the, like, it's cool to see. It's weird to see Star Fox in a, in a universe where there's different art style. Because, I mean, there's aliens and humans and stuff in this universe, but Star Fox and company, they're like two feet tall compared to everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> but you can fly the R-Wing, and and it's it's still a ton of fun. I'm like, you know what? I'm glad I picked up the Star Fox because the main story I would have been upset with. And the Star Fox, like, they have a reason to be in that universe also, which I won't spoil because it's just fun. So that game is pretty much Star Fox, isn't it? Kind of. So if Star Fox wasn't in there... No, not really, because it's all... It's an... Imagine... No Man's Sky, kind of, because it's like open... There's like 12 planets you can visit anytime you want to. And okay. then you can go around that entire plane if you want to. It's pretty cool. Yeah. I've uh, I've noticed that game will be on sale at certain places for like 25, 30 bucks, and then other places it'll be 70 bucks. 70? Yeah, I've seen it. Uh I want to say I've seen it. Like it's packaged with the little figure that you get. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's I've seen it. I know I've seen it like seventy nine ninety nine, and that might have been with like Good a certain mass that comes with it. Okay, I could. But I've but I like subconsciously I've thought I just saw the game for like less than half the price or more than half the price. Have you ordered it? But ten bucks is a super good deal. Yeah, I got so there's these two people I follow on uh, Twitter. And that's all they do is they tweet out deals like video game deals. And when I saw it come across, when I saw it come across my feed, I'm like, I have to go to Best Buy. And it was it was a physical copy only. And Mm -hmm. for those that are listening, I don't really buy physical copies anymore for a lot of different reasons. 
So I'm like, all right, I will, I will, you know, I will go and get a physical copy for this for so cheap. Okay, so so, so, so wait, okay, I'm I'm gonna kind of change topic or okay, adjust topic. Speaking of digital games, I had this thought um, the other day. Mm-hmm. If so, I Xbox I have and probably you have too a lot of digital games. Yes. If one day, like you lose all access to that account, do you lose access to all those games? Like if you forgot your password and don't have the like the rare case of can't reset passwords, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. In that rare scenario, have you lost everything? That's a good question. I don't know. Is there like a recovery method for stuff like that? Or if, like, your Xbox account gets banned for inappropriate behavior in chat or something like that, which we've seen or I've heard of before, is, like, does everything disappear? I would think... I don't think anything disappears for good as long as the account is active. Yeah. Um... I think if you can't access it, that's something you will have to call Microsoft about because there's, I don't, I think there is ways for them to get around things because they've changed the way like the Microsoft account system works now because uh, uh, when it comes to, what is it, like gamer tags and stuff, I've, I've heard they've adopted the way Discord handles gamer tags now. So, where where behind the scenes you're assigned your username plus a number kind of thing so because it's not associated with necessarily a particular email address anymore i i would imagine there's a way to get around that stuff now um i would think that the games would always be associated with the account but if you lost your password lost your email or something or what if like yahoo mail gets shut down and you have yahoo mail linked to the account boom done there's other ways of accessing your account like or or identifying your account is there like phone numbers and stuff phone numbers yeah i don't know that's just a random thought i had the other day it's like yee maybe i should start buying like physical games again Mm -hmm. i thought about that too but The ease of use is just so nice. Yeah, it's so nice. And, so and on top nice. of that, I got burned last time I bought a physical copy on launch, and I'm like, I'm never doing this again. Yeah, Anthem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for me, it was for me it was Halo Five. I bought the game. Oh yeah, Halo got, Five kind of. I got the game. Well, see, here's my thing. I don't care if. I, so I love Halo Five. That's just me though. But I bought the game physically, brought it home, had to download the game anyway because even though it was physical. I, I it still that. downloads. And Xbox on top of that, that, yeah. And on top of that, there was like a 60 gig update on launch day, mm-hmm. which if I had bought it digitally, it, I, it would have been ready by the time I got exactly, home for yeah. work that day. So I'm like, I'm never doing uh, physical again for that reason. Yeah. Um, and speaking of Starlink, I feel like, I feel like that game could pot- have potential to be one of those cult classics. I could see that actually, yeah. Especially on Switch, and if if say we never got another Star Fox game again, 
because people would be like, oh, that's the game you can go back and play Star Fox years from now. Yeah, and uh, honestly, um, it has all the voice actors for Fox, the current voice actors for Fox, the, mm. the Star Fox team. Maybe I should pick that up. I don't yeah. know if I'd ever play it though. That that, that was uh, it was one of those things I've kept my eye on and I've wanted mm-hmm. to play. Um, I was just like, but I'm not paying full price for it. I was just waiting for the price to come down. I, yeah. And finally, when it did, I was like, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna pull the trigger, and I did. Nice. Um. Well, I take a quick break, real quick, real quick, quick break. Parent Quest is almost here. Check out some of our guests featuring Phil Moore, Sean Beeson, Roger Reichert, and Brandon Phoenix as they join me talking about their kids, their parents, their lives, and their hobbies. When I was growing up, my dad, he liked playing Tetris, and he liked playing pinball with us. Beyond that, he didn't really play video games. Look, man, I I think it's real simple. If you don't root for the same teams as your dad... One of you is a jerk. That's what I say. But the son or the dad, one of the two is a jerk if you don't root for the same team. That's my theory on it. When I first got the job hosting Nick Arcade, that was the first television show I ever did. And I think David was maybe three years old. You know, so it's been a part of his DNA. It isn't like a ooh-ah-wow thing. It literally is just what dad does. What I do is, it's a career. But at the end of the day, I, I have to put it down and become a father. It is my life. It's a big defining part of me. It cannot supersede my role as a husband and as a parent. Hey, Jeff, do you like video games? Yeah! Hey, Cody, do you like free? I guess. That's what I like to hear. Come on down to Budget Arcade. We got games galore. We got red games. We got blue games. We got battle royale games. We got RPG games. We got games coming out of our butt, and they're all free. How much? I said free. Who is this guy yelling in the middle of the street? I don't know. Join Scott, Jeff, and Cody each week as we help you navigate through the realm of free-to-play games. Budget Arcade is not responsible for money lost on microtransactions. All loot box purchases are final. Get Budget Arcade wherever you download your podcast from. Now, who's this guy? I don't know. He just he keeps yelling. I'm not really sure. And welcome back. Thank you for listening to those ads, although kind of forced you to listen to them because we just threw them in there for you to listen to anyways uh we have a special guest with us actually not a special guest just a dude uh, uh, donovan <laughs> just a regular dude hey just just regular dude. special in his own way <laughs> we he is can't can attest to that <laughs> <laughs> we uh discussed some of the games that we've been playing over the last month since we kind of haven't done a formal episode over the last month so donovan is there mm-hmm. anything in particular that you've been playing uh i guess you could call it an indie game it's called star traders frontiers 2 okay it's uh it's a really hard game to kind of explain but um you're basically a captain of a crew so think of star trek and Mm -hmm. um basically you can customize what you want to do with your your game so there's 
quite a few different classes and depending on your class depends on what contacts you get for certain types of jobs that you can do throughout the entire galaxy and the galaxy is procedurally generated as well and so is that star traders like t-r-a-d-e-r-s or t-r-a-i-t-o-r-s a t-r-a-d-e-r-s traders. okay and so as you would think it a lot of it is about trading goods you know buying low selling high but that's a very small percentage of the game. There's a lot of other jobs that people can give you. And there are six factions. They don't change. At least I think there's six. It's like five or six different factions, uh, each with their own abilities and buffs. Um, and what you do with one faction may affect your relationship with another one. So then you might start running into bounty hunters or pirates or uh a faction's general military, and then there's a whole ship battle thing, which kind of plays out like I, I wouldn't even know, like cards, I guess. Yeah, different <laughs> cards abilities that you use against other ships, and it's very much like a rock paper scissors type thing to figure out what works best against what kind of ship. And then you can also customize your ship with different modules to accommodate what you want to do. Do you want to be a trader? Do you want to be a bounty hunter? Do you want to be an explorer? Uh, and do you want to be a mix of these these kinds of things? Uh, do you want to be more of a diplomat? You know, whatever. So it's a good time sink. On so, PC? It is on Steam, yes. Okay. Sounds extremely complicated. It does. <laughs> it does sound extremely complicated, but once you get through the tutorial, it's it's actually really easy to play. Okay. Because you only really want to focus on what your class is. You don't want to try to do everything at once. You You could, but it just would be really hard. Uh, but you would mainly just focus on what you want to focus on. So do you want to be an explorer? Just focus on the explorer missions. Okay. It's pretty cool. It's a lot of fun. Um, so big news as far as uh, uh, esports and streaming goes, guys. Ninja uh-huh. switched from Twitch to Mixer. To me, that's shocking. Absolutely shocking. Because he made Twitch, you know? Yeah. He, I mean, when, when you think of, uh, esports or, or streaming in general, Fortnite or Fortnite Fortnite guy. Yeah. I mean, I think he has surpassed being the Fortnite guy. I think he is the streaming dude. The I can see that. Like how PewDiePie dude. is the YouTube guy. Yeah. Twitch. Or... How about T-Series was a YouTube guy? Oh, my gosh. No! <laughs> no! <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, whether YouTube wants it or not, PewDiePie is the is the face of YouTube. And, oh, yeah. And uh, Ninja's the face in of the good and the bad. streaming. Yeah. So what does that mean for Twitch? I mean... Do you think that they're they're built up to the point where they don't need Ninja anymore, and then now Ninja's switching over to Mixer, and Mixer could potentially be the number one streaming platform in the next year? Yeah, well, like wherever Ninja goes, the people go. Mm-hmm. That's what, yeah. And Mixer is the number one app downloaded on the um, App Store for iPhone. I, I think it is for mm-hmm. Android as well now. Ever really? Since Ninja made that switch, yeah. Wow, that's and he uh, was, surprising. Yeah, it is. It is shocking, and 
It on one hand, it doesn't surprise me though, because <laughs> I, I know he's tired of streaming Fortnite all the time. And yeah. when you're tired of streaming something, the audience feels that. And so I'm I it kind and of when start over a little yeah, bit. Yeah, exactly. And when he doesn't stream Fortnite, he doesn't do well. Yeah. And his original roots are in Halo, so I wouldn't be. That's why a part of me doesn't surprise me because why? If you're Microsoft and you own the Halo franchise, why not bring one of the biggest people to your streaming platform? Yeah, yeah. So show off Halo in the next year or so. What's a bigger shock to you? The fact that PewDiePie is on D Live or that Ninja switched over to Mixer? Because I feel like PewDiePie's move was pretty big as well. I think Ninja's move was bigger just because he was the face of Twitch okay. for the what past year, two years. When you have people, because I listen to the Dan Patrick show, when the Dan Patrick show is talking about you, and it's not even about sports per se, mm-hmm. I think you made it pretty big. Hmm. Yeah. All right. I. I could agree with you on that yeah because they don't even talk about pewdiepie on the dan patrick show they've talked about ninja on more than one occasion well i mean ninja's on everything it seems like yeah when linus it, it, tech tips makes a podcast about you yes yeah. no you've made it <laughs> i just yeah. listened to that episode today <laughs> i saw it i didn't listen to it yet gotcha so what does that mean for streamers in general do you think that that like for you personally i know that you guys have been doing Minecraft Mondays and streaming more on D Live. Does that does that want you to switch over to Mixer more now that you know there's a certain crowd there that wasn't there before? So out of all the platforms, I like Mixer the most, and that's even before us streaming on D Live. And because there's things that Mixer does that nobody else does. And what I mean by that is if you want to certain games are integrated right into Mixer, like Minecraft, if you want something to happen, you can donate and have that thing happen. Mm-hmm. Um, if a game doesn't support it, there's still some things you can do, like you can donate like certain stickers or you know, just certain little things that make the stream more fun and interactive for mm-hmm. both the streamer and the audience itself. And so I think as a platform, Mixer Mixer's the best. It's just the audience isn't there. With the Switch, with Ninja Switch, I, th- I think that's a good thing for Mixer, for Microsoft, because Microsoft owns Mixer. And I've heard that Ninja's not the only one that's about to make a Switch. Oh, yeah. So apparently Twitch likes to pinch pennies a lot. I've heard this from multiple people. And it wouldn't surprise me if they started doing that with Ninja and Ninja was maybe getting dissatisfied with the way Twitch handles their business, which hmm. kind of surprises me because they're owned by Amazon. Hmm. Yeah. So hmm. I wouldn't su- don't be surprised if you hear a couple more big names make that switch from Twitch to Mixer here and within the next couple months or so big you mean big like real dudes podcast switching from twitch to mixer oh yeah yeah like us you know being (laughs) mixer exclusive (laughs) yeah (laughs) which speaking of which can i just 
totally yeah. off topic. I just want to say this really quick. Streaming today, Minecraft Monday, DLive put us on their front page today. So just huge shout out to DLive for doing that for us. And cannot be more surprised. Got a couple more followers that way. I just think that was completely a huge surprise and completely awesome for them to do that. Yeah. Woo. Pays off, man. Pays off to stream Minecraft on Mondays. Yeah, <laughs> for real. So yeah, just want to say that real quick. Moving on. Nice. Uh, I have to hop off, guys. Aww. And uh, it's been a good episode. I think we'll get back into the normal routine of playing games that people have sent us and uh, chatting at the end of the show. We definitely have a great game that I'm excited for all of us to play because we've got enough codes for everyone. Thanks to uh, Kyle, who sent us Super Realistic Autocross. Mm -hmm. Hey, man. Hey, I'm ready. Don't don't hate. And uh, we've got a couple big guests coming on the show very, very soon. Yes. Yes, we do. I almost feel like it's going to be a, a... Well, never mind. I don't want to give anything away. We'll just leave it at that. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Uh, you guys can follow us at Real Dudes Podcast um, on Instagram and Facebook. Real Dudes underscore pod on Twitter. And uh, email us your thoughts, feelings, and questions at podcast at realdudespodcast.com. And I guess that I don't have anything else to say. Any, any final words or sentences you guys want to throw in there before we close out? I don't know if this will be out before Wednesday. Hopefully. Hopefully. Donovan and I will be streaming Pandemic on Wednesday, so watch oh, nice. out for that. Yeah, nice. that is uh, local co-op, right? Yep, it is local yeah. co-op only. Mm -hmm. So Donald will come to my place. We'll, we'll stream it, and we'll have a good time. That'll be mm. awesome. So uh, hit us up. Uh, we'll be streaming on all platforms because we are not exclusive yet. Mixer, you know, if you want another, <laughs> <laughs> hit us up. Hit us up if you want to be exclusive. Uh, but we'll be streaming on like YouTube, Twitch, Mixer, and DLive. Sweet. All right, everyone, uh, have a rad day. Bye. See you. See you.